coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. Hey guys, welcome back to the Playbook. Today, we're back with the big fella Mitch for our NBA playoff discussion and review of the second round. We're finally in to the conference finals. How are you, brother? Welcome, yeah, I'm doing mate. very well, doing very well, Paddy. How's things anyway? Good, mate. I'm, I'm honestly blown away from the basketball I've been watching. Like... This is a controversial statement I'm about to make, but I think this is honestly the best playoff series and basketball I've witnessed. It's it's a big call, but in the last five to 10 years, this is incredible. Is it because we're watching these like big name players really stepping up and really carrying their teams home? Yeah. I'm witnessing, as you said, big name players stepping up, superstars, the transition of superstars from these young guys coming through, these Devin Bookers, Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchells. It's incredible. The guys have been talked about, but now they're really getting talked about isn't being into the next. They're the guys being the faces yep. of the next generation. They're delivering. Yep. We're seeing upsets as injuries, game sevens. Like It just has it all. Yep. I'm, I'm, I honestly love it. And yeah, we're about to dive into all the good yep. shit now. So I'll quickly run through just the quick results. So in the Western Conference semifinals, the Clippers defeated the Jazz 4-2. The Suns swept the Nuggets 4-0. And in the East, surprise, surprise, the Atlanta Hawks defeated the 76ers 4-3. And the Bucks defeated the Nets 4-3. So both games in the East, both series went seven games. Just bizarre. So, brother, we've got some big topics to start with. What side are we starting with? You want to start the West? Yeah, I don't mind starting the West. We'll start with Clippers and Jazz. Clippers got 4-2 in this. They're down... Well, they've won four straight games. They're down 0-2. Jazz win their first two at home. Clippers win four in a row. Yeah. They've done, this in, they've done this in the first round as well against Dallas. Yep. They were down 2-0 against Dallas. And in the third game, they were down 20. 20 or 19 in the first quarter, if you remember. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 31 and 12, or, 12 or something like that by yep. the end of the first quarter. Or near the end of it. And they go on to win the four straight games. So, I don't know how they're able to grind out games. Especially with, like, Kawhi Leonard missing and yeah just incredible like I, I I'm happy because I'm a huge Paul George fan I'm not sure if you are but he stood up and I, I think not that he's achieved anything but look that, after that, after 2018 2018 when he caught himself playoff P I think that really put like a target on himself it did because after winning one like in 2018 you guys um OKC lost to Utah in the first round against a rookie team mm-hmm. rookie led Donovan Mitchell Utah yep. team um and after he had that really good game one and after that everyone was calling playoff P yeah and then I think they went on Utah went on to win that game that series in a six game so it was 4-2 yeah and that really put a target on himself because if you call yourself playoff P after one game the playoff series true that really just puts the target on yourself. So everyone's looking at you thinking, okay, you need to step up every game and be, the, and be a superstar. Yeah. And he wasn't able to do that over the course of the mm-hmm. next few years. And I've been giving it to him as well. So really like him, 
him carrying, I didn't expect him, I, I didn't understand I didn't expect him, but he really led and carried this carried this team after Kawhi went down game five and the game five. Uh, game, game four. So Game four. Game five, they were without Kawhi. Yeah. And like that game five, talk about Paul George, because I was the same. Like, I, I thought Jazz were going to win. I thought Kawhi goes down, it's over. And on the road, he drops 37 points, 16 rebounds, <clears throat> five assists. Yeah. One steal, two, like he was just yeah. a man on a mission. Yeah. And I was like, finally, like I'm a huge fan, but... I was like, fuck, he's, this is really what he needed just to step up. It could have been so easy where he could Kyle went down and he went, oh, well, fuck, we're not going to win the series now. Or he could have just said what he'd done. Yep. He could have just went out there and been what he said he was a few years ago, playoff P, and that's what he was. Yep. So I'll give big raps to him because he fucking played unreal. Yeah. Um, he, not only to him, but this, the players around him, like Reggie Jackson, He's was been... played, he played very well. He mm-hmm. shot some big threes. That game seven, Terrence Mann. Oh. Sorry, game, sorry, game six. Game six. Terrence Mann. 35. 30, 39. 39. 39. 39. And, and he actually came out with that story. Do you see that story afterwards? Yeah. About the, the combine? So, yeah. Um, what he didn't, he didn't make, what he didn't make. He, he didn't, didn't make a certain team and stuff. And he didn't make a certain team. He was way, on his way to an airport, he had 1% battery and he got a phone call by the NBA and said, we need you to come to the combine. So, how about that? 1% left. Yeah. He's at the airport, about to leave. Dreams may be crushed. That last chance. That last chance. And then now look at him. Biggest and game of his career. Biggest game of his career. And like hats off to him. That was incredible. And the, the cap off like that. So yeah. So the players around him, but not like if going back to PG, uh, it was outstanding to watch. I thought he, he played like a playoff P. Yeah. And he, he really stepped up in Kawhi's absence. Because that's a big, that's a, having your superstar player out you think it's huge it's not maybe it's maybe not good for your confidence and for other teams but a, a team like clippers who like to grind at wins who just who are just a bunch of dogs they went after it and they won that was good i agree we moved to the other side of the ball the jazz they finished first best record <clears throat> in the nba yep as we talked about Kawhi going down i thought they were disappointing yeah especially donovan mitchell in my opinion when it really counted he was good at the start of the series but when it really counted those two games i just needed to see more of him do you think that's why? Because after those two games and he was averaging all those points, you expect him just to carry the team? Not carry the team, but I just thought put the fucking final dagger in. Like, yeah. what was it that was that? He was average, he averaged over 30 points a game. There's not much you can really do there. No, he was incredible in that regard, but just the big moments down, it was at game six. Sorry, not game six, game five. Game five at home, I just, you got three, two, and I think that's <clears> crucial. Yeah. And you go back home for game seven if you lose six. I just, yeah, yeah. I just needed a bit more. That's from a big him. loss, yeah. Not, I guess he it, wasn't bad. I, I think it's not, I think just the, the, when you, I guess when you see Kawhi go down, when you see the other team's superstar go down, you mm. think you might get in your head like, okay, well, we should be winning this. And you sort of lose concentration about the games, maybe. It could be like that because you think, fuck, we're going to win this now. He's still young. Yeah, it's not the sad, but like I guess if you watch those later games, how many threes were Utah taking? Oh, they live and die by the three. And they were, and when they were down, they were still constantly taking. They weren't getting back to what they actually know best. So what they know best is moving the ball around. They're fucking every most sets. Everyone touches the ball in a set. Yeah, a great ball movement. They just don't. They just don't spread the floor and get like a pick and roll going every most sets. They they literally swing the ball every t- time mm-hmm. and find the best shot. And they weren't doing that when they were down. They were like losing concentration. They were trying to play catch up basketball. Yeah. Going away from the game plan. You're going away from the game plan. And that's what they were doing. And guys was taking stupid threes, like silly threes. Mm. And Clippers were, were able to capitalize from that. Yeah. And they just grinded it out. That's what they did. 
I guess Mike Conley was out for a few games here and there. He hasn't been yeah. healthy. But for me, I just feel like Utah, this is a huge chance missed. You go into yeah. the Clippers who have been battling out in the first yeah. round. No Kawhi and yeah, for sure. a Western Conference final would have been a successful season for them. First in the West, like a relatively good draw yeah. and opponents. And unfortunately, they just couldn't get it done. So. It would have been two young teams as well, Utah and Phoenix. Oh, and they could, have, they could be in the finals. I would back them to beat Phoenix. Like. And, and also, as you said before, watching these young players come through, they, they would have been watching Donovan Mitchell go against Devin Booker. And imagine oh, that. Mouthwatering. What are they, 24 years old? Yep. Under 25, so. Yeah, we'll get to D-Book in a sec, mate, but yeah. Obviously good from Clippers, but the missed miss opportunity by Utah. I think that's where it comes down to. Yep, I yeah. agree. Well, it's hard, as you said about Mike Conley, it's hard for him because... You you can try and get rushed back. Yeah, this is big important games. You get rushed back and you didn't play that well. Like I can't really put it on him. No, and no, it's not on him. But yeah, just disappointing for the Jazz. So we move yeah. on our second series in the West. The Suns defeat the Nuggets for Neil. As I said before, the broom came out. Is Devin Booker? I haven't talked about this off air. I haven't talked about this with anyone actually. And I'm kind of leaning towards this. Is Devin Booker the next superstar in the NBA? Because we're talking about a 24 year old who is. Pretty much playing out there by himself. Chris Paul went to, was down in, in the first round of the playoffs with a busted hamstring playing on one leg. Single-handedly went through the Lakers, swept the Nuggets. Like, he's a special player. We always knew that, like, watching the Phoenix in the last few years, they may have never made playoffs. And last year going in the bubble, you can start to see, like, okay, they're starting to develop these young players mm. and starting to become good. We'll be, we'll, like, I've been saying for years, I've, I've loved Devin Booker and his game. You have. And... It's kind of hard to watch his game when you don't see much of it because the team's losing, so you don't get talked about that much. But we know how good he is and how good he has been. Mm-hmm. But now we're really starting to see, like he's he's like offensive. Just going off his like his attack, his offensive game. I'll sort of relate it in Kevin Durant's um, sense. Okay. He can score any which way or shoot any which way he wants. Yep. He can score anywhere on the floor, get anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants with the ball, and it's fucking hard to guard him. Yep, I've got him as a top five offensive player in the NBA now. Offensively, he's fucking freakish. Yeah. Because he can just do anything he wants with the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think he's getting, he's maturing. He's understanding the game more. And defensively in these playoffs, he's been going at some players. Like, he's not backing down. He's yeah. getting tougher. And I, I think, I'm making the call now, I think he's the next superstar. Yeah, he'll be part of the next superstar club. I, you, don't rate, you don't say there's more than five superstars, don't you? You no, try not to. You try not to. It, yeah. You can't throw the word around too much. But in five, year, in five years, or next three to five years, we're going to be saying he is part of the top five. Yep. For sure. I, I'm, as you said, you don't want to let the word slip too often, but if he gets to the finals and somehow they win or something crazy, that word might slip out of my mouth. Yeah. Knowing that he could go to the next year yeah. and consistently be a playoffs. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in the future. Look, I had them, I think one of your first podcasts, I think I might have said it. You did? I think I said that they're my smoky for the WCF and I didn't expect them to be this good. I expected them to be good, but I didn't expect them to be like, fuck, they're going to win the championship. They could, they could really win the championship. Yeah. And what does, what does that do for like, not talking about um, Devin Booker now, but what's that do for about Chris Paul's legacy? Because we've been talking about Chris Paul. He has a, had that curse of not being in the NBA finals, moved from several teams, people talking about him and stuff like that. But really like this shows what Chris Paul does to a team. I, I think that Chris Paul in the way of LeBron, because what Chris Paul does, he makes other players around him very good. So now Devin Booker having Chris Paul as a, having a floor general mm. and having that confident vet 
who can just control the pace, to control the tempo, yep. control your team. That just allows Devin Booker to be himself. Yep, I want the ball here, I want the ball there, bang, bang, bang. Because even though Devin Booker is probably scoring over 30 points a game, easy, he doesn't need to do any more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that what does that do if you not just Devin Booker but for the confidence of all the other team? Yeah, it's a young team. These people like DeAndre Ayton. Last couple of years, he was a number one pick. Now he, you can't say he was playing like the number one pick. No, but this year you can because it's Chris Paul. Yeah, oh mate, people like dogs Jay Crowder coming in, who is just like a three and D guy, mm-hmm. and like having having that like strong playing that on that strong wing side mm-hmm. and defending the big players like LeBron, oh. Act, and then a young guy like Mikael Bridges yep. who. No one's probably ever heard that name before. Yeah. And he's coming out and, and helping with the, helping with the team. Like that's what Chris Paul does for a team. Makes he done, better. He done it for OKC last year. Yep. You guys went to the and went to the playoffs. Went seven games against Houston in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. You get you, you almost go you get there against a James Harden led team. Yep. So I, I think agree. that's I think it's big wraps from Chris Paul. You can kind of give him give me his flowers. He could be sorry to buddy, and he could be the most underappreciated player in the last ten years. Um, for sure. Because like, he's a guy, a guy that should have been, yeah, competing for a championship. He came through with that like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he is kind of overshadowed by those big name players. Yep, I'd love him to get a ring. We'll we'll talk about our next round preview soon. But yeah, yeah, as you said, Chris Paul, incredible. And I have to put respect on the the Phoenix Suns because when I had that podcast with Nugget, I said, "What's more likely for the Phoenix Suns if someone had to ask me the question? They get bounced in the first round, or they make the Western Conference?" And I said, "It's more likely they get bounced in the first round." And they've just shut me up. What? Well, just like we'll have to move on soon, I guess. But beating beating a ch- the team that won the championship the year prior mm. in the first round, what does that do for your confidence? You're on top of the world. You fucking go to the next round. You sweep Denver. Yep. Because you just have all this fucking confidence in the world. You just beat the best team in the world. You beat LeBron James mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Maybe they had a little niggle injuries in there, but that, I didn't... That's that, no excuse. That's no excuse. Okay, yep. fair. Well, Chris Paul's playing out there with one leg. I agree. But but beating just the beating that championship team fucking does wonder thing. And look oh. what they've done the next round. They swept Denver. They swept Denver. They controlled everything. They didn't allow Jokic to be the MVP. They just really limited all these players around him to not play that well. And they just controlled. And then it was just, they just controlled every game. They almost won every game by double digits, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about them soon. I'm, I'm blown away. We move on to the Nuggets, the other side of the ball. Obviously, they don't have Jamal Murray. Yep. I, was, I haven't put enough respect on the Nuggets for a while. Like they're a tough, gritty basketball side. And I've said before the playoffs, like if they had Murray, we could really see a deep playoff run, yep. a push. But unfortunately, they don't. So many other players and teams are injured. You can't make excuses. I I saw today, actually, that they're trying to get the extension for MPJ. Yep. Michael Porter Jr. lock him up. Smart move. But We can only afford th- three big players, and the th- big players they can only afford. So they can't, they're, not, they're not a team who can go out and get like a, like a big star, all-star player. Mm. They have to keep these players. They have to keep Jamal Murray, big money. Have to keep Jokic, MVP. So he'll sign Supermax. Supermax. And then this young star coming through, MPJ, they have to keep him. So there's no other money. No. This is your big three to ride with mm-hmm. for the next five years. And I think they're good. Like, look at this team individually. But take out Jokic. Mm. They're not... You look at them individually, you wouldn't think this team would just make the Western Conference the, year before. the second round or the finals yet. Like, it's... But it's a great... It's a, a great team... Team ball, yeah. Good coach team. Good they're coach, yeah, yeah. They're tough, and they, they don't even care about big big teams or whatever. So I agree. it's kind of, it's kind of hard for when you have you missing your your star point guard. It's hard for Jokic to like, even though he was the MVP. It's really hard for him. They had a great two way game. Yeah, two together. yeah, for sure. 
And what, what did um, Murray did last year in Bible? Oh, you can't doubt that. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible. He was. So it is hard for them to really gain momentum mm-hmm. while missing him and then putting all that um, weight on MPJ's back to yep. carry it with Jokic. So. Especially when you talk about Phoenix, you're Crowder and Bridges on Aaron Gordon and MPJ. It's a perfect matchup. Yep. Those blokes yep. are fucking dogs down yep. there. You want to go? Let's yep. go. Like, yep. it was, it's a hell of yep. a, it was a tough yep. one. Guys like Jay Crowder will just bash you. He's a dog. I love him. So for the Nuggets, my last comments are, I think last year's their last window, last chance. They've got Aaron Gordon. <clears throat> MPJ signs the extension, but that doesn't kick in until the end of next year, I think. It's after it's a rookie map, and it? so it's after yeah. four years, isn't it? Yeah, so he's got one more year after that. After like, so next year will be his last year on the rookie deal. Yeah, yeah we talked about Jamal Murray. Jokic, she's going to get the super max. You got to try and keep Aaron Gordon. That's your big four. You got one more crack at it. Apart from that, I don't know how you keep all of them. So in my opinion, yeah. Denver Nuggets. Uh, guys like Will Barton won't take, won't want anything less. Sort of, a, he might go somewhere else. But yeah, I think keeping Aaron Gordon is okay if you can find a way. Oh, I'm all for it, but I just don't know. As, you said. as long as you have those three, I think I think I'd, you'd rather try, rather try and get uh, Gordon because you want to keep the team big. Yeah, I agree. Space the floor kind of thing. So that's why I think, yeah, next year will be their last year before the contracts come into it and they might have okay. to. Yeah, well, look, after I think after this year, getting swept, you just might build a bit of hunger. Oh, I love and then Jamal seeing that on the sidelines might yeah. amp him up as well. I think he's still good. I know you don't have big raps on him. He's a talented player. But I know it's a, there's a lot of good point guards in the league, and I know you just rank a lot of them before him. I just don't think he's a top 10 point guard. That's just... Yeah. But as I said, looking at that team individually, they're not... It's not individual. Besides, like, yeah. It's, it's all it's team, team ball. Team ball. Great coach side. Great I coach. I agree, brother. All right, we move on to the East. Fucking hell, mate. Two game sevens. We'll go... F- the best words in sport, aren't they? Game seven. Oh, mate. We'll go with the one that happened yesterday, which I'm still... Shook from the Atlanta Hawks have defeated the 76ers 4-3 and I'm speechless. Okay, so we talked about the 76 at the start of the playoffs. They had a relatively easy run. They had Washington into the play-in, into the playoffs. Then they've played a team that no one expected, the Atlanta Hawks, and they've lost. They had a loss, loss in game seven at home. At home where they're fucking so strong. But the, the bigger issue for me is than game seven is they lost game five at home. Yeah, they lost game one. They, okay, they lost game one, five, and seven at home. You can't be doing that. But they're good enough to win. Well, we proved that they're good enough to go to seven this is, games. This was their year. This is, now with these other teams, now there's no nets. This was literally legitimately their, their, yep. their window. Yep. Now this, their window's out for me. The process is done That's for me. It. I couldn't agree more. They've had the Philly have had the, the fans, the people of Philly have had to trust the process for fucking years. And this was the year they had that MB playing on MVP level. Ben Simmons playing on defensive player of the year level. Yep. Tobias Harris really coming through and, and being underappreciated now showing he can be really a power, like an offensive power. Yep. Seth Curry mm-hmm. playing like fucking Steph Curry with all these threes he's hitting. Did you see that photo yesterday in Game 7? They said, like, Seth Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, like, think of that. You have... you. This is this was their year. Now that's gone for me. Unless they do some fucking unreal trade. Because the only person they can can trade now, I think, to help the team is Ben Simmons, unfortunately. He's gone. I put a tweet out last night, and I think he's gone. We've seen the last of Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. It doesn't do much for his confidence seeing if you see all these tweets, you see all these things saying everyone's, everyone's saying trade him. 
Because you're not going to trade. You're not going to trade Embiid. No. Nah. He fucking played unreal this year. Yep. One of the dominant. If you like, as I said, I think I said to you this year. I think if he just played half as hard, he'd be the most dominant dominant player in the NBA. Yeah. Who can fucking guard him on a block? I I'll still stick to my words. I think he's the most complete center, best center in the league. Full stop. Dom like dominate like dominant both ends of the yeah, floor. Yeah. Both ends of the, both ends. That's of the just floor. my opinion. Yeah. But. To the 76ers, I, I agree. Ben Simmons is gone. They've had the perfect opportunity. You talk about Seth Curry. You talk about Matisse Thibault, these young bulldogs coming in. Yep. And oh, I just don't know, bro. I, he was, ben Simmons was a dead set trade for James Harden. Trade deadline. The deal was there, ready to be done. That didn't work out. We know what happened with Harden. I don't know if his market value goes down now. He's on big money. I know teams will be interested. We're talking about a defensive player of the year. Arguably, first team. But he's great. Big body, 6'10", can bring the rock up. Whether you think he can run the offense or not, he's got some great offensive players with him he can just hand off. But he's big, strong, can rebound defensively. Oh, he, he just shot for confidence. And like, as you said, it, it, it sucks that you hear the coach say, I'm not sure what's going to happen next year. Joel Embiid saying, oh, I thought we lost game seven when that moment was Ben Simmons didn't go up for the layup or the dunk. Well, that, that play really showed that, he's, that he was scared. He had Trey Young underneath the cup. Now you're down two. You have that. You have that. You're in that position, and you go up there for that dunk. Mm. Dunk on Trey Young. That changes the momentum of the game. So then you hand off to Tyball, who gets fouled and hits one of two. Mm-hmm. Then that, that shows that he was just shot in confidence, and that doesn't good doesn't do good. Mm. Then you go back and they hit a three, and that just loses the game. That was like a five so, point so swing. There's a big. There's a five point swing, and you like you not you not dunking that ball or getting that shot up. Doesn't have con- put confidence on your other players as well. Yeah, you fucking throw it down in his face. You throw it down in his face, and you change it. You scream, and you get the crowd pumped up, and that does things yeah. for you as well, not for your team yep. as much as for your team as well. Sorry. So I don't know. I, I think he's really shot for confidence right now, and I've seen reports that he might be missing the the Olympics, Olympics. which I'm really sucks, it bro. sucks because they want to begin off long off season for him. But I think the best thing for him to do is to go play for Australia. Yeah. Because when you're around, like when you when you play for your team, when you play for your home country, you, you kind of forget about what happened mm-hmm. in the NBA because then you you like you you have more in you. You yeah. you might get more confidence from players like Patty Mills. Patty Mills is a great team guy. And he'll be good for you as well. Like I think it's putting on that green and gold and playing in the Olympics. Mm. Doing a lot. Of- we're doing doing a lot, a lot much better. Like a lot better. So I'm really. I, we haven't seen him play for Australia yet, which I'm really bummed about. But I don't think personally I'd like to see him mm. go to the Olympics. I think it'll do much better for his confidence and just forget about what happened. Yeah. then. I agree. I think like. There's already talks that he wants to stay in Philly, whether it's gonna. I think he's gonna get traded. But like when we talk about the series that's just gone by. You can't play him in fourth quarter's final two minutes. Or like fourth quarter's close game getting fouled. He shot. He shot from the free throw line 15 of 45. 33% from the free throw line. Now, I'd do a fucking worse job than him, but... I can't see myself. I'm pretty good at free throws. There we go. The big fella next to me would slam him down. But (laughs) honestly, like, he's just unplayable down fourth quarters in close matches. Because they're doing, they're, they're essentially doing a hack of Simmons. Yeah. And now what does, what's that also do going to the free throw line and missing? Missing badly almost. Your confidence gets shot in. Bang. They're hacking you. you they know you're terrible. Mm. And so then it affects your out. other game. Yeah. affects the rest of your game. I, I think he's going to get traded. I think we've seen the last. I wouldn't mind like Dane Lillard to Philly. I think a lot of teams are going to be interested. 
I don't know, getting Dane would be a big bit too much, so you'd have to offer a lot more. Yeah, I'm but not getting to be a one-on-one. But I did see everyone, not everyone, I've seen a few reports. They might, someone like CJ McCollum, I think that would work well. Because if Ben going to, Ben, what did Portland need? Just the defense. Defense. Their backcourt, as much as how good they are offensively, their backcourt, they're a terrible in, in defense. So having someone like Ben Simmons with Dame, just let, let Dame, let him fly. And then Ben doesn't even have to fucking score, in my opinion, because they have shooters and scorers on their yeah. team. So you think Ben Simmons for CJ would be like a fair deal kind of? I think it's fair. I actually don't mind that. I think it's very fair. I didn't think of that. I thought, wow, I, that opened my mind up. That's smart. I guess the only thing for, it'd be bad, for, like it just put a lot of pressure on someone like Seth Curry. Mm. to be that that true point guard to yeah. make plays and mm-hmm. stuff like that but i don't know they can work it out doc Rivers is a decent coach he just has a bit of a curse getting with game sevens and oh, getting sorry for him what is it he hasn't he hasn't won a game seven in fucking ages eh? something like that something some years. some crazy yeah. <laughs> what did you say 30 years, 30 years. <laughs> nah he's been he's had a fair few games now he's lost the game seven so he has a bit of a curse but either way he's still a good coach so yeah i think it's a fair deal on both sides so Going forward, the process is dead. Mm. There's even been a bit of talk because this is another thing. Like we're right now at the NBA Finals, and there's already been trade. Kemba Walker's been traded to OKC. There's already been a bit of talk like Kemba traded for Ben Simmons and stuff like that. But we'll see where he ends up. That's yeah. So so talking here, anyone can make a report now that the some yeah. teams are out. Do you think he's gone though, Philly? We've seen the last of him. I don't know, man. They're saying they're starting a long off season, but. Unless you can come back and start shooting like Steph Curry, you're gone. Well, actually, why you said that about shooting wise? Apparently, he's going to try and change hands shooting wise. Change hands. Yeah, change. What is it? it uh, what's ambidextrous. Yeah. Is he right-handed? Mm. Or can he? Like, you can do both. He can do both. Uh, yeah, but I guess like yeah, you can play with both as in scoring wise, but shooting wise. I don't know if it was just shooting for free throws or um, field goals. Oh yeah. Anyway. Apparently, yeah, a lot to consider for Ben Simmons. Seventy six is very disappointing. We move on to the probably the biggest matchup. My beloved Nets have gone down to the Bucks. Who you picked? You fucking picked them four three. Game seven too. Okay. Game seven. That was just no. I'm not gonna say it was a roughie, but I just I just had a feeling Bucks were gonna win. I just didn't know they're gonna win in this fashion and this like I guess a pick game. I don't know why I picked game seven. They were gonna be away anyway. Mm. So going to game seven in Brooklyn would be tough. Mm-hmm. And they did. They went to overtime. They Fuck, delivered, bro. That was, that was incredible. That was watching that game seven and watching. I wouldn't say it's the best, like not the, saying the best game I've watched, but what I'm going to say is by the standpoint of like shooting and scoring was one of the best I've ever seen. Mm. It was back and forth constantly mm. making big buckets. Guys like Chris Milton, big buckets, even Giannis. Say what you want about Giannis. That bloke was hitting jump shots. You gotta put he was hitting threes. Yep. He was going downhill and getting N1s. Then you go to the other side of the ball, you can only really talk about Kevin Durant because these other players around didn't, play that well but just talking about like players who had the ball and who was like scoring and shooting it was unreal um do you think bucks like it's their championship to lose now put it that you can put it in that sense not like not that it's theirs to lose okay that's the wrong sense not it's not the bucks to lose but they're in the box seat going off the base off the four teams health and yeah and then talent and stuff like that and probably now confidence mm. I guess you could say they're in the box seat. Because you just beat a superstar team, given Kyrie Irving was out. But you just beat a team led by, you could say, ugly, the top three best scorer ever in a game, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm saying not in a game now, but ever in the game. He can score and shoot any way he wants. Yep. And what he averaged, fucking over 40 points a game. 
I think he's the best player in the world. Yeah, best player in the world. Right now, best player in the world. I agree. So you beat a team like that. You have, you're beating two MVPs as well as James Harden. A team that's been talked about all season as being a team who's just going to win. And you beat them in Brooklyn in game seven in overtime. That does fucking wonders for your confidence. Yeah. And someone like Giannis, who's been dropped talked 40. about. Dropped 40. Someone who's been talked about for the last few years. Yeah, he was the MVP back to back. And then and everyone talking about, but he can't be a championship player. Can't do it in the playoffs. Can't do it in the playoffs as well. Got Last year, got done by Miami in a bubble. Mm-hmm. 4-1. Really, basically like a sweeping in the way they played. So uh, it does wonders for your confidence. And now going against... Not saying a bad team, a bit team who's probably on conferences right now, Atlanta. But you look at them instead of like if you look at Nets and you look at Atlanta, you're feeling very good about yourself. Oh, really good. Because these Atlanta Hawks don't have much playoff experience. Mm. They're gonna make they made the Eastern Conference Finals, but I just don't see them beating this Bucks team. No, I agree. With the Nets, I'll switch over for a bit. I think Game Five in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant. That's the best performance. Personally, I've, I, it's not even personal. That's the best Kevin Durant performance we've ever seen, full yeah, stop. Yeah. And arguably one of the best playoff performances, individual playoff yeah, performance we've seen. For sure. That's incredible. So it's not all doom and gloom for the Nets, I don't think. I think they're obviously going to be hungry and try and come back next year. Yeah. Obviously, health wasn't on their side, but you've you got to give the Bucks the respect. Yeah. What do you, sorry, buddy, but what do you think about that in terms of like people watching um, that Nets and Bucks um, game seven and seeing Kevin Durant do that? <laughs> Kevin Durant airballing that potential go ahead three to win the game. Mm-hmm. Do you think that no, no one, like this is a genuine, this is a genuine super team. Yep. The best put together talent ever Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Two MVPs and a perennial all star championship player as well. Mm-hmm. You've called James Harden, offensive juggernaut, Kevin Durant, best player in the world. Now, that's a super team. Do you think NBA fans were happy to see them go down like that? Yeah, I, I think they would be very happy. I think it's a tough question. Yeah. They're, they're I know it's a tough started. question for you because I know how much you love Kevin Durant. James Harden played in OKC. Yeah. They're, they're a good they're a super team. Well, I think what it's done is really made the playoffs more exciting. Yeah. Because everyone, as you said, they were as soon as they got Harden, they were pretty short price favorites to win. The main thing we talked about last week, uh, last week on the podcast with the Nets was they've got three stars for the insurance. Kyrie goes down. They've still got two stars. One still got injured, but... Well, that Kyrie and KD weren't, weren't playing much games later in the season and James Harden was helping winning them games. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be happy. I had them winning all year. Yeah. No, everyone else... I get, guarantee you most NBA fans are like, well, fuck. It's over kind of thing. Not what's over, but like, how do you how do you pick it? How do you pick yeah. anyone to beat them for in in seven game series? Mm-hmm. I guess it just came down to health, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess so. What you, okay, going on to that next year, what happens? Do you mean the roster wise, or do they go again? Roster. So what it, we're going to see here is... Are they going to run it back? What we're going to see if the Brooklyn Nets is they're going to run it back. You've got Kevin Durant, you've got Kyrie Irving, you've got James Harden, Touchwood or Health. But all these other so players got that might be off contract. Jeff Green, vet minimum. Blake Griffin, vet minimum. Whether they re-sign for that or Blake Griffin. So what's interesting, bro, people go, oh, the Nets, they got Blake Griffin. Oh, they're forming a super, super team, super team, super team. Oh, who, who else do they want to get? They want to get all these great players. Yet yeah, he got so much shit put on him in, um, at the Pistons in Detroit for not making a dunk all season and being rattled up and done. And now he's he scammed them. <laughs> he scammed. He, he scammed Detroit. Yeah, he he bluffed them. Exactly. So he looked like an eighty-year-old man playing in Detroit. Didn't so, want to get up for a rebound. Didn't want to get for a dunk. And look at him. He's, play- he's getting he's getting handoffs to him baseline jamming on people. Yeah, he was playing incredible. So I think 
I doubt he's going to take a minimum again. He might take a bit more money. Jeff Green, I hope. He was incredible in game five. Jeff Green is the type of player who will take the vet minimum. And he was unreal this season. Like, unreal by his playing standards. Yep. Well, if Jeff Green takes the vet minimum, he stays because Steve Nash loves him in the rotation. Yep. But the main guy you probably got to try and look at is Bruce Brown. Because he is 6'4". Put him at the fucking one. Put him in defensively at the five. He fucking hustles down low. He's yep. incredible. He He's a perfect money. NBA player. Well, these guys want to play for money. And also, Spencer Dinwiddie, he won't be there next year because he's opting out of his contract, so he'll be gone somewhere else. You cannot afford... I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I'd have him on my team. I'm a big fan of him, mm-hmm. big fan of his game. So players like him will leave, I think. I agree. Bruce Brown, I'm not too sure about his contract or whatever. Guys like Jeff Green might stay. What's Joe Harris? Isn't he on decent money as well? He just signed a new... He's staying. So Kyrie, KD, and Harden, they're on all 30 million plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big money. So how's this all going to work? Because the only way to, for them to win, I think personally, is to keep all three of them. They will keep all three. But what are you going to do about these other players around him? Well, KD, Harden, Irving, Harris locked in. You really want to keep Green, Bruce Brown, and Griffin if you can. Griffin's not the biggest loss because they, they, what they need is a defensive anchor as well. Yeah. You got Jordan there. Talk about people you know. He got put out of the rotation. He's just best mates with KD. Yeah. He's, he's carrying on on the bench. So yeah. Like, he's on decent money. I think he's on like yeah. 10 million or something. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand that. You made a great comment about Jim Witte that they had $12.5 million sitting there, injured, Irving was out, Harden was playing on one leg, just health wasn't on their side. Yeah. Do they run it back? I think so. I hope so. But can be- they run it back with the same team and get the same players? Yeah. I don't think so. I do. We'll see what happens, mate. If Kyrie Irving plays, they win that series. Off-season is a funny, it's a funny story. Yeah, you're right. Next minute, James Harden's at the strip club in Ohio. Really? <laughs> it's probably there right now. Okay, yep. <laughs> nah, respect to the Bucks. Too good, we move yeah. on. Yeah, so we're going to move on to the... No, we've made the conference finals. We're here. We'll start with the West. We'll head back to the West. So the Phoenix Suns will be taking on, or they've already started this series. They're at 1-0 against the LA Clippers. Yep. This is crazy, bro. Suns go through and sweep the Nuggets. A few days later, Chris Paul, COVID protocols, health and safety. I don't know how that happens. Have you heard any... Look, I don't know the full story of that. Is he, is, they've, had, they've obviously stopped the Nuggets. He's got more time off. Is he heading out? Is he at restaurants? Is he doing wrong things? I just don't understand how they've been so clean for so long. The players and the league have done such a good job. Especially at this time. And it's... It, you're in the Western Conference Finals. This is literally the biggest moment of his career. I guess. Yeah, he's been to the Conference Finals with the Houston Rockets, but you're the main man here pretty much. You and Devin Booker, young team, you've got to be the leader. Yep. I just don't understand how this has just come out of nowhere. It's, it's I weird. think if, looking at a, a lucky standpoint, they're lucky that Kawhi's out. Yeah. Because if Kawhi wasn't out, they'd be in really dangerous times. Mm. And if they were to lose a game at home, it doesn't do much well. Like a dog, a dog, a dog team like Clippers. Because Clippers don't care about if they're down 2-0. They've been down 2-0 in the last two series, and they still come back and win. Yeah. So they don't care about how, how much they're down by. They just grind it out. Mm-hmm. So, but in saying that, as I was saying before, what Chris Ball does for your confidence is what, what just happened in that first game? Like, the first game was yesterday, right? Yep. First game was yesterday, Suns won. Dev, that, was, that was Devin Booker's first career triple-double. 40 points. 40-point triple-double. 12 rebounds. What was it? 13 over, Obviously over 10 assists. Ridiculous. Western Conference Finals. Western Conference 24 Finals. 24 years old. Game one. 40-point triple-double. <laughs> against defensive dogs. Yeah. Against Paul George. Against Morris. It's, incredible. It's incredible. So that's what Chris Paul helps you with. Like, he might not be there on the floor, but he's giving you confidence all year. Mm. And he makes you feel comfortable. Yep. 
and I'm sure Chris Paul will be there like on the phone with him every day or whatever. Mm-hmm. He'll be somehow involved yeah. in training and practices before the game. Well, game but, two is soda budding. Game two is tomorrow and he's been ruled out of game two. Yeah. So I don't know when he comes back. Well, who's more... I'm like basing off Kawhi and um, Chris Paul. Who's more important to the team right now? It's a good question. You'd have to say Kawhi. You're missing your superstar player. Mm, it's true. Yeah. Yep. It's a tough one. I know, you, I know they've won the last two series being down 2-0. Mm. But um, like it's going to catch up eventually. You can't try and put all this on Chris Paul. I mean, on Paul George's back. Well, even though he can. But like, this is a very different team, Phoenix. And a guy like Devin Booker mm. can really just show out. Well, if somehow the Clippers win and Paul George gets through, gets them through or guides them home on, man, has another incredible game and yeah. Reggie Jackson stands up, I'll be blown That's the away. thing, that they all need to stand up. You can't just put this on PG's back now. And Ibaka. No one's been talking about Ibaka's out. Yeah, Ibaka's out. I think he had to have back surgery. But this basing off like who's more important, I think Kawhi's more important to this team than Chris Paul. Yeah, you're probably right. You are right, yeah. Phoenix have this... Per- like. Their starting five, in my opinion, is just perfect for anyone. Yeah. They've got these two long, athletic, tough wings that can defend anyone and will never back down. Yeah. They've, the way the NBA is, it's very offensive-based, offensive and you have two blokes that can handle the rock in your guards, your backcourt, that can just manipulate anyone, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and then you've got just a young bulldog, seven-footer, eight in the middle, yeah. that just plays hard. Yeah. He, now, he can get into pick-and-rolls. Yeah. He's starting to develop like a uh, post post moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He every can be sing- a defen- defensive anchor. Every single one of those players can space the floor, knock down the knock down the three ball. Yeah. And as you said, going back to Jay Crowder, who can, who has like that playoff experience, he's a vet, you know, mm-hmm. he's just a dog. No, uh, yeah. loves the big matchups. He can hit threes as well. He doesn't back down. He, he doesn't it. back down. So yeah. they you can both form bulldog teams almost. Mm. So we had a little we've had a little bet. We've decided a case of beer. 24 of the best as you've, you've stated. <laughs> so you're up 1-0 still. You're up 1. Like you're one tip ahead of me. Yep. Because last round, I tipped Clippers, I got that right. And you tipped Bucks, you got that right. Yep. So we leveled each other out. And from the first round, you were already up 1. Yep. So if we're going to go into this series now, talking about the Phoenix. So who's Clippers. your tip? Uh, before the game one, since Kawhi is out, I've always, always only basing off Kawhi is out, I'm going Phoenix. Just that confidence going from the first round, sweeping... MVP-led team, um, Denver, in the second round. Just uh, what that does for you. Mm. They got home court. They got Devin Booker showing out. All these other young guys, all these other guys, just playing good around them, mm-hmm. playing good team ball. I just think they'll be able to outlast the Clippers without Kawhi. That's only saying Kawhi Leonard comes back. I don't know. Well, I do. I don't know his story. I know he doesn't have anything bad with his knee. I don't think it's like a. Well, I heard ACL, but then I don't did no, some research. I don't and think so. Here. I think it's just like, I don't know, might be like bone bruising or I don't know, knee, I don't know what it is, but it's not like he's going to be out for months. He'd just be mm. out for weeks. But quite the type of guy as well that if he doesn't want to play, if he's sore, he says, I'm not fucking playing. Like we yeah. saw what happened with the Spurs when he was there. The but, doctor said he was fit to go and the, the team, medical, the medical team, and he said, I'm getting my own doctor and he was in New York and stuff doing his own thing. And then he said, no, I'm going to, I want out. I'm going to Toronto. So. It's a different case though. And the Western Conference final is probably the, one of the best opportunities if he comes back to win a championship. True, but we don't, he's a weirdo. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. But yeah. okay, I, I think. What are you going to tip? I'm not putting my tip in yet, but I think if Kawhi comes back, the Clippers win. Chris Paul out for game two. All the Clippers have to do is just win one on the road. One tomorrow. They win game two. Whoa, have we got a series on our hand? 
I've been saying this the last 24 months. You know it, brother. Clipper Nation. I've been saying for so long they're built to beat the Lakers. They haven't even faced the Lakers, but I think they get it done. And how many games? Seven. Seven game series? My pick on this is seven games. The reason I say this, Chris Paul out game two. They're going to steal one on the road. Phoenix will probably... They only lost by six in the first game. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was a blowout. Devin Booker went off. Unbelievable. I feel like even the Suns can get one on the road. So I feel like we're going seven games. I feel like Kawhi's coming back game six. And we're going to see a top three player in the world show everyone who's daddy. And I'm hoping he comes back. I'm not hoping he comes back for my bet, for our little, our wager. I'm hoping he comes back for the NBA fans so we can see a fantastic series. competition. I hope Chris Paul comes back game two. Chris Paul will be back in some stage of the series. Yep. But it's just more the doubt of Kawhi. Yep. I'm going to pick Suns in six. They'll win game six at home. They got they home game, court. They, they home court, so game six, they'll be at um, Clippers. But I will, I will pick them in six. Yeah, I, think they'll, they'll, I think you're right. They might still... I reckon they might still... I reckon they'll be down 2-0, and then we go to 2 and mm-hmm. I reckon Suns might go to six. I'll say Suns in six. Barring... Koala is out. Tips are in. You're on Suns. I'm on Clips. Good luck, bro. Now, our last series, which kind of... It doesn't really do much for me, bro. It doesn't get my, my blood boiling. It doesn't really get me too excited. We've got the Bucks on the, against the Hawks. Do you, reckon, do you reckon you said that before the Philly and Atlanta series? Did you say that you... I did. I did. I said this should be a walk in the park, and I was wrong. And you were actually the one saying you wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't if the be Hawks surprised. Won. I wasn't, like, surprised because I know what Philly can turn into in the playoffs when some players aren't playing with confidence. Mm. And watching that, I guess, watching that game seven, you could have seen what happened. I guess one thing, sorry to buddy, one thing we have to discuss is whether you like him, you hate him, you love him, <laughs> you think he's a baby-faced motherfucker, but Trey Young, he hasn't achieved much in the game, but far out. Is he playing good? He's, he's, You've got to put the respect on his name. He sort of turns out a little villain. That guy people want to hate but you have to respect his game mm. because he goes, to, he goes to the Mecca. He goes to Madison Square Garden and balls yep. out against the Knicks. Runs his mouth. Then he, yeah, runs his mouth. Then he goes to Philly where Philly are so home dominant and love winning there. They're very, and Philly are a big crowd and love giving it to the opposing team. And he goes there and wins the game, wins mm. game seven there and wins game one and five, sorry. So he's, I think he's become that little, little villain, but you have to respect his game. Mm. Like, and not just only scoring-wise, but facilitating. The average, the average 10 or 11 assists in the series, yeah. as well as over 25, wasn't it? Or 24? Yeah, yeah. It was, Something yeah. like that. He was incredible. He was incredible. Yeah. They're, they're, another, like, they're in that sort of position. They're in that sort of team like Utah in a way where they just move the ball around. Like, anyone can have it's a good game. The Kevin Herter. Oh, he was Kevin big. Herter, Kevin Herter had a massive game yesterday. And people like John Collins, who was, who was on Embiid and Duncan on him. Mm. He was in the place of Ben him. Simmons as well. That's yeah. a fucking guy. He didn't back down. Yeah, he didn't back down. Oh, as I said before, that series started, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if they win. But uh, other teams do. Beating a big team like this really can help your confidence. Mm. I'm not going to say this is going to be a walk in the park for Bucks Because I do expect Bucks to win. I'd say Bucks win this in um, five games. Mm. I'll give Atlanta one game. But it's not going to be like blowouts. I think... Do you think this might be the series that Atlanta get a bit exposed or... I do. Just a quick, one quick thing of the Trey Young thing. To think this is his first playoffs, his per- first playoff run in his career. Well, look at, the, look at the first five. 
Bogdanovich never played in the playoffs. Mm. John Collins never played in the uh-huh. playoffs. Clint Capella played um, Houston, but he was under underneath Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, uh-huh. and James Harden. PJ Tucker and those boys. PJ Tucker and those boys. Yeah. So he was in the big team. Uh-huh. But now, like, yeah. So look at those players. Like the team's so young. The team's young and they haven't had much playoff experience. Now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the thing. He didn't even make. Remember um, when we went on the podcast to talk about our All Star selections? He didn't make All Star. Didn't, didn't even he? make the All Star team. Make, or NBA either. No. Like, I don't like him, but what he's doing or what he's done, to see, imagine at the start of the year saying, oh, Trey Young is going to lead the Atlanta Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> I would have loved. Imagine that. I didn't, have them in my, I didn't even have them in my um, playoff no, neither, bracket. Neither. I'm, I'm blown away. So a lot of respect. But to the, to the series, I think the Bucks take him to town. I'll say Bucks in four. Yeah, sweep them. Bucks are like a, like a more offensive version of Philly. Mm. They're big. Better defensively as well. Yeah, they're big. They're big inside. They now someone like Drew Holiday can really guard, mm. guard those top top guards, and he'll be able, he'll be guarding Trey Young. Well, you've got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday on him, just giving perfect. Just just give it to him. Bash Holiday him. and uh-huh. make it make it so tough for Trey Young. You have to make it tough for him. Yep, Young Holiday. You've got um gallo and hoida and john collins you've got big bodies like Giannis, middleton yep. capella and lopez match up well because like unlike um philly they might be so big but they're fucking fast mm. they really get out in transition imagine watching Giannis come downhill really hard and you can't and he's got like a year step going or he's just gonna dunk on you it's gonna make it a bit harder for um john like someone like john collins who, who might have the time to actually do something against Embiid in the block but mm. someone like because he doesn't run downhill at Embiid. yeah Someone like Giannis who runs down the hill and fucking gets a TR, who could kick Good it out night. to someone like um, Chris Middleton, who mm-hmm. was really underappreciated and underrated in that Bucks team. Yeah. Even Lopez, stretching and spacing the floor, yeah. pulls Capella out. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Rim so, rattling. Bang. I don't expect these to blue boys, but I do expect them to win in five. I don't think it'll be a sweeping. I think Atlanta will get one game. I'll give them a bit more respect than that. Maybe I'm just, yeah. I'm but just now, just coming off that net series for Bucks, massive confidence. You just beat best player in the world, mm-hmm. best super team, best team ever assembled. Well, they were the best offensive team. Best offensive like, team. Yeah. I just think going from that series into this, they're going to be feeling very good about themselves. Yeah. And seeing that the other teams on the other side of the conference, Kwiat, CP3 out, they're licking their lips. Oh, yeah. I agree. And they're healthy. I guess the only player that's not healthy is DiFincenzo, mm-hmm. which wasn't too bad, but I don't think it's a big loss. He's, yeah, they're still got Someone like Bryn Forbes come in and hitting big threes. Yeah, so like players like that we can still um, help mm-hmm. in that regard. I agree. I'll, during the season, you talked about Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. You said Drew Holiday is, is a good adding, but someone like him mm-hmm. might not be good. I said he wasn't... Not good enough, but he's not a natural point guard. So yeah. I thought he, they're going to struggle offensively. Well, he can't, he did struggle offensively in this series. I was mm. going to start bashing him in, in this podcast if they were lost. Yeah. Now, in that game seven at the start, I think in the first half, he'd shot terrible. So he wasn't shooting well, wasn't playing well. Mm-hmm. And then he just got back to what he knows. He's being a defender. Tough, yeah. Being a tough defender. He was guarding Kevin Durant on sets. Then he started just facilitating. And then he started making some shots. So mm-hmm. really, confidence started to come back. So I think he'll take, I think he can take that. And guiding someone like Trey Young can make it a tough enough for him. Oh, yeah. I think, it might sound stupid, people might laugh at me, but I think Chris Middleton's the most important player to that Bucks side. 100%. I was, I'm always thinking if they make it to the finals, putting money on him to be finals MVP. Yeah. Even though the, all this talk would be about Giannis. But he, as I said, he's one of the most underappreciated, most underrated players, mm. second guys ever. He kind of like fits into that Paul George range for me. Like, not talking about individual talent, but Paul George is 
not good enough to be the star on a team, in my opinion, like the main guy. Yeah. He's he loves being the Robin, the second option. Yeah. He's like the best second option in the NBA. He's happy to sit back. Yeah. And Chris Middleton's kind of the same. He's perfect being yeah. like. He doesn't have a big ego where he thinks he needs to be the, the mm. best player on the team. Yep. He's just helping to play the team any which way he can. Yeah, he's exactly what he's doing. If it's in that system, perfect. Those games six and seven against the Nets was he was huge. Yeah, as I said, he can really score. He can shoot. He can get you an ISO. It doesn't matter, and he can make big shots. Someone like him, though, he can only like it's not like he can. He would go like twenty five, eight, and six. Like Mm. that's something Giannis would be averaging like big numbers. numbers. So that's why you're almost going to lean towards Giannis being a favorite for Finals MVP when they do make it to the finals. Mm. One thing actually. Budenhausen, their coach. The first two games, I don't know what the fuck he's doing with his rotation. He's not playing like Giannis and these, these big boys, like 42 minutes, 44 minutes. Fucking jam him in there. This is, this is big games. He's like playing them mid-30s, high-30s. And he nearly what, got exposed. He nearly got exposed. What you're saying, you're saying they didn't play, he didn't play him. He played too many blokes, in my opinion. The rotation was too long. After that two games, he did started. He learned. Yeah, he did learn because. But what that what that does, I think it might have not worked in the favor of Nets, even though they didn't um, have confidence. The other players like play playing Kevin Durant for the whole game. I know he's best player in the world, best scorer ever. Would like not best scorer ever, best scorer in the game at the moment. But fuck it, it does it does a lot to him oh. when he was just coming for Achilles injury. Oh, it's huge. It it can rattle you. Yeah, it can rattle you a bit. So, I don't know. I, I'm not all for playing like guys for the whole game consistently. Mm, not the whole game, but... You know, someone like, okay, last year, Jimmy Butler in the finals. He, I don't mm. think he had fucking nearly one second I off. thought he was going to collapse. And end of the game, he was collapsing. Like, mm. it's so hard to put that much pressure on your star players, even though they are your star players. A bulldozer really saved himself from not getting fired there. I was about to say, he just saved his job. He saved his job. I think he, he literally looked at the box score, game three at home. All right, boys. I better sort some. I better sort this out. I guess going off those minutes by KD though, but look at who was defending him. You know, you it wasn't wasn't Giannis. It was PJ Tucker. Mm. And what does PJ Tucker do when you're getting guarded by him? He bashes the fuck out he's, of you. He's a bulldog. He is a bulldog. He'll fucking he'll hit you. Mm-hmm. He'll make it so tough for you. He might he might you might like KD was scoring on him, but he'll make it so tough. So tough. So fucking Very tough. Very physical. Mm. And it just he'll just give it to you every set, no matter what. And that's what exactly that was the game plan. Yep. People were probably saying, like, why isn't Giannis on him? No. Because if Giannis was on him, making it tough, it might limit Giannis's on the other side of the ball. So someone like PJ Tucker, who loves those kind of competition. Man, if, if the Bucs lose this series, I'll have to do an early run. I just... If, Unless someone goes down. Even then. Even then. If the Bucs lose, man, Giannis, Middleton... Holiday, we've got some harsh words for them. What's been going on in the playoffs? You wouldn't be surprised. As I said at the start of the podcast, mate, it's been a bizarre playoffs and I'm loving it. So, so we're both picking bucks. So we're both on the bucks and we've gone 50 50 unclips, your sons, make or break. Make or break. Case of Great Northerns, let's go, brother. So, yeah, whatever, whatever beer you want. And then obviously, we'll see who makes it at the finals and we'll do another podcast in about two weeks' time. So, yeah. Enjoy that one, bro. Thanks for coming on. No worries, Patty. All good. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Let's go. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playable. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playable. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, 
We really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.